Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network Podcast. Glad to be joined by Washita Athletic Director David Sharp as we kick off the 2022-23 school year. Uh, Coach Sharp, it just sounds weird to say 2022-23. I believe we were talking before we started that uh, this is beginning your 24th year as athletic director, 41st overall at Washita, and uh, we don't have time to go over all of those. <laughs> but yeah. uh, just as you as you sit back and look, man, 24 years in this uh, this position is uh, has 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 covered a lot of time, and a lot of a lot of things have happened over those 24 years. Yeah, you know, I remember. Of course, we we changed millenniums when I first became director of athletics, and uh, you know, it's it's just. I'm like you, Chris. I look at it in 2022, 23, and, and I'm going, geez, where where did the time go? And uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Sometimes I look and I wonder where the years went, and, and they've gone. But to, to have been here um, in this position now, starting the 24th year, and then, of course, you know, total number of years at, at Washtenaw employee-wise, starting 41st year, and and then you then you add the two years as a graduate assistant and five years as an undergrad, and I'm going, my goodness, I've spent 47 <laughs> years here, but where did it go? It seems like yesterday I was driving here from Douglas, Arizona to go to school, but uh, I'm, I'm thankful to be here, happy to be here, and look forward to many more years. Over the course of 24 years, the face of college athletics, if you, if you, if you went back to what it looked like in that uh, 1999-2000 uh, school year, the college athletics – um, looks heck. It looks different than it did two years ago. Yeah. Um, I guess that's one of the biggest differences that I've seen just from the outside between Division Two and Division One. Like when people think college athletics right now, they think uh, um, uh, name, image, likeness. They think transfer portal, and uh, some of those are universal between the divisions. But I would imagine um, that's one of the biggest differences between Division One and Division Two, from your perspective as the director of athletics. Yeah, I, I agree, Chris. And uh, you know, it's amazing how quickly things can change in in the on the landscape of college athletics. And of course, there's different levels, and and uh, there's different things that you're you're seeing and, and dealing with that I deal with, you know, on a daily basis. And, uh, and uh, you know, the transfer has always been there. You know, they, they call it the portal now, but the transfer, it happens. And I, and I tell our student athletes every year, and I don't, I don't want to ever see anybody leave, but they're going to leave, you know, for many, uh, many reasons, different reasons. And uh, so I, I don't object to that. And there, there were policies in place that, that would, you know, and of course we had the policy where you could transfer from, uh, you know, another school here. If you were eligible at that school and they released you and, and they come, you come here, you could, you could play immediately. And uh, there, of course, you had league policies. If somebody trying to transfer from a school in the GAC to the GAC, you had policy. You had to sit a year. 
and it used to be that way in Division One too. If if we had a student athlete go from here to to the University of Arkansas, they had to sit a year. And 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 quite honestly, Chris, I think that thwarted some of the the transfer moves that people might have been thinking about. But now, with with the portal, which is it's portals. Just all right. the portal is is everybody's names. It's a in database. There. It's yeah. a da- that's all the portal is. <laughs> yeah. Transferring's been going on. We used right. to have to send paperwork and all of that, and you'd email it or fax it or do whatever. But the, um, uh, for lack of a better term, it's free agency, mm-hmm. and uh, the, you know there, there's there's almost not any way that you can't be eligible at the next step, as long as you're in decent academic shape you know if you're in decent academic shape you're most likely going to be eligible and so there were so many waivers being put in the ncaa i think that you know this is strictly an opinion i think they threw their hands up and said hey let's just do this just open this up and and it's it's created mayhem in my opinion and uh, then you throw name image and likeness in there which which came about in the last couple of years and um it's you know (laughs) there's a lot of money that's that's being given out there and I don't think you see hardly you might have some isolated cases in division two uh I don't know if many in our league and I don't know there's not any here mm-hmm. and uh so I all of that encapsulated uh I, I've never been more proud to be you know associated with small college athletics and small college um you know coaches and uh, you know student athletes and because I think they're here because they want to compete they want they want to get better in their sport they want to compete and get an education and I think the coaches are here because they love what they do they have a passion about coaching one of the along the lines of that uh, the differences over college athletics uh, the last two years the uh, name image likeness we talked about the transfer portal Along those lines of the transfer portal I'd imagine coaches trying to manage rosters with transfer landscape as it is, but also when you go back a couple of years ago to uh, the COVID year and, and giving students and ex- student athletes a, an extra year, I would imagine from an administrative side on the compliance side, but also coaches trying to manage rosters has also been uh, a, a big difference in the last two years from the previous uh, 15 or 20. No, no question about it from the standpoint of uh, just the pure volume of, of student athletes. And uh, so then when and, and there's there's programs out there on all levels that decided to they were not going to they were not going to honor scholarships beyond, you know, graduation or whatever. And, and they didn't bring uh, student athletes back that got the year back. Um, and so uh, or go give it give it to them back, let them play and then but not go forward. And, you know, unfortunately, we've done that with a few of our student athletes. But it's the 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 transfer process is is not has has really changed. Uh, transfer and I've always said transfers are going to happen it, it, for whatever reason. It's going to happen on any level, and and we've had in place in Division Two and, and in our league that you could transfer from one institution to another if if that institution said you could leave, and they were academically sound and could go return there and, and compete. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't within a league where you, you have policies that did make you sit a year. And then, of course, if you transferred from, if you tried to go from Division Two to Division One, 
you, you sat a year no matter what, no matter that was the case. But and then of course, I think in Division One, if you transferred from a Division One to a Division One, you had to sit unless you had extenuating circumstances and waivers. Okay, and, but those were far fewer numbers than they are now. Now, now it's 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 free agency. It's the wild wild west, and uh, I think there was so many waivers being applied for on all of that stuff I think the NCAA finally threw their hands up and said let's do this and so it's it's created um, it's created real real um, honestly it, it's it's crazy yeah and uh, <clears throat> it's um, it's also um, with COVID the number of student athletes that were looking for a place to go that that either right. got let go or whatever for whatever reason that that schools didn't want to they didn't want to have to carry them another year and affect another recruiting year so they they went on as if you know they run their cycle so that now there's schools out there that are picking up people and and uh, I know there's schools in our conference you know some of the spring sports they 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 played on a lot of those young men not not the first year not 20 but the next year uh, a lot of student mm-hmm. athletes that that were picked up because of covid and so uh, then you throw name image and likeness in there and, and it's uh i don't i don't know how many division twos are, are really doing a lot of that maybe a little bit not any here uh, i mean i'm not sure in arkadelphia arkansas I'm, there's a lot of businesses here right. that love to support both institutions here but I don't think they're going to support a student athlete and put cash in his pocket to, to go do a commercial for them, and and they can't wear Washtal or Henderson. And uh, so I it's it's I'm more I've never been more proud to be a part of Division Two small college athletics because I think the the student athletes do come to compete. They they they're coming to compete in the sport they love and to, to get an education, to get a degree. And the coaches are coaching because they have a passion to coach, and they love influencing young men, young men, women's lives, and uh, they're they're certainly not doing it for the money. <laughs> That's right. You, you mentioned uh, the the competitive aspect. Let's switch over to the uh, the academic side. And, you know, a lot of times when people think college athletics or athletic teams, they just uh, championships, win loss record. But obviously, especially at the Division two level, uh, the academic part is. Uh, as it should be, is a very important aspect of this whole uh, the whole student athlete. Um, in in doing some looking on the website to try to see what happened in the mm-hmm. summer because it's mm-hmm. it's been a long time since May, although it doesn't feel like it's been a long time <laughs> since May. Uh, but you look at some of the recent stories from Brian Ramsey uh, on the website. Uh, Six of them about academic success. Nine wrestlers will get GLVC academic honors. Men's tennis, women's tennis, ITA academic honors. U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association recognized uh, cross country teams. The AVCA recognized the volleyball team. Uh, swim teams from the uh, College Swim and Dive Coaches Association recognized. And I know as an athletic director, that really has to to you know make you proud. But I also know that uh, that's no surprise to you as just seeing those throughout those student athletes to perform throughout the year yeah you know chris and and by and by the way um, you brought brian ramsey up you know we hired brian a year ago and man uh, we're, we're you and i both know we're we're very fortunate Absolutely. to have brian brian here and it just does a, a fantastic job i think he's i think he's the best one of the best if not the best in in our league and uh but anyway <clears throat> thank you to brian you know and, and all of those accolades for all of those teams you mentioned yeah, and I, I see those, and of course I I have a Twitter account, 
just mainly, mainly. Speaking of changes mainly, from the last yeah, 15, 20 no years. No kidding. I, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I just, yeah, I, I main my main reason for a Twitter account is to retweet all of those those kinds of things, and um, um, I, um, I'm so happy for those teams, those coaches, and and I, and I'm and I thank those coaches, but they're recruiting, you know, not only student athletes but good student athletes great student athletes in the classroom and uh, and they're still competitive and and all of that and I, I was mentioning earlier that I, I we, do, we do an academic success report every year that I do and I have to turn into the NCAA in November and December so I'm going through every student athlete and their transcripts and their grades and checking outcomes and I always sit back when I'm doing that and I'm going wow our student athlete it's amazing the success of our student athletes in all courses of study across this campus. And uh, I think, again, that's a tribute to them. It's a tribute to our coaches for recruiting. But I also have to give a plot to Washita and our academic excellence and the, and the rigor that's required here. And I, and I, so I'm, I, yes, it's, it's that, that sometimes I'm more proud of that and wins not very often no, i shouldn't say <laughs> that but uh, you know having both is good when you're successful yeah. on the field and in the classroom that's a win 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 absolutely absolutely so. as we record this we're at the beginning of the fall 2022 season as uh, uh this will be posted and we will have recorded it uh, a week earlier but uh, the fall sports teams have reported and they've begun their practices within the last few days from when we record this football volleyball men's soccer women's soccer uh, moved on to campus last week. The rest of the students will join them soon. Um, when you get to that time of year and you have your beginning year meetings with the teams and you have new faces, you have returning faces, what, what's the most exciting part about that time of year? And I know it also brings along many headaches, the beginning of school does, but when, when you meet with those teams for the first time and then here in the next few weeks as the rest of the teams report, what's the most exciting part of that uh, uh, exciting part of that time of year for you. You know, Chris, I, I when I and I meet our student athletes, we, I have to meet with them. We have to do their NCAA paperwork before they can practice, and so I get to look at them face to face, and they get to see me. and And I always, always welcome them back. I mean, it's so good to you know the fresh eyes, the the faces, and and I and I always say this, you know, they energize me. But they also bring life back to this campus and Absolutely. bring life back to this town. And it's it's always neat seeing how, man, all of a sudden you go from – basically you're going from zero to 100, in, you know, overnight or in a day or two. And, and you know, the lines get longer at Walmart. The, the <laughs> restaurants are a little more full. The, you know, and driving around at 8 o'clock at night, you, you see a lot more cars in, than you do in, on June the 15th. And uh, – so, so I, it's always exciting to have them back, and it's a, it's, they're enthusiastic. You know, they're they're seeing their friends, their teammates, and uh, but it's it's always always good to have them back, and and um, they're they're eighteen to twenty two, twenty three, and um, it, it's a it's a great time, and the coaches are excited, and so everybody's everybody is just really really energized, and that energizes me. It really does. Let's talk about the uh, the this school year, this uh, 2022-23 school year. You have uh, students coming back, uh, you have teams coming back, but also you have a sport coming back. Uh, 
Steve Guyman was hired a few years ago and really uh, re-energized cross-country program. But then in the spring, the university announced the addition uh, or the uh, addition or um, reintroduction of track and field to uh, the athletic department uh, uh, at Washita. Talk about that uh, process and where that's been. And uh, I know that there are track and field alumni who are excited to see that, and they've been able to add to their staff and bring and bring more students onto campus as well. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's one of those things we started talking about back. Um, you know, the way that got started is Steve Guyman's son Austin was playing on our football team, and so. He's in town, and, and of course, Coach Guyman has a, a impeccable reputation when it comes to a track and field coach and all the years at Harding. And uh, and so I think he and Dr. Sells got to talking, and they, they brokered a deal to bring him here to coach our women's cross-country team and some other responsibilities, according to Dr. Sells. Well, we, we very quickly knew that he could recruit and recruit student-athletes, and so... We said, okay, let's go ahead and let's let's bring. You have cross country and you have twenty something runners. We need to run track, and because uh, because cross country, even without the sport of track, as a, a designated sport for Washita, cross country runners could go and run in four track meets a year. Mm-hmm. That's cross country runners. So we we actually added women's track. They we were official women's track last year. And, if, and we were fish, and then we, we were getting in, more interest about women, uh, men's, and so we, we added men's cross country last year, and we, I think we had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 14 uh, on campus that were running cross country, and, and then we, you know, I said, wait, listen, we, we, you got a coach in place, you, you you're, you're doing all this, you might as well put men's track in, and so then that's that's where that came along, and course we announced the the uh, the addition of a facility that's um going to be or actually has begun to be built and do, moving some dirt and uh, we hired we, we hired an assistant coach and uh pat ponder who i was in school with and has coached many many years in texas and at uh, stephen f austin uh, not stephen f austin i'm sorry tarleton mm-hmm. state and um and uh he 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 and Coach Guyman were close, are close, and he he retired from Texas, and he's our assistant coach. So I think we've got as good a track and field coach staff as there is in Division Two. You look at uh, uh, projects going on. Uh, you mentioned the track facility. Um, Washita has faithful supporters. Has. Uh, for for years that have helped with different projects, but you also probably have uh, new people who are paying attention to the university because they may have someone from their town uh, on a team or uh, a family member or something like that. What are some of the the ways that uh, the athletic department could use support from from outside uh, people? And and if someone were interested in that, how they how they do that? Well, and 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 we do have a lot of things going on a lot of things going on and people that are behind the scenes they don't know and 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 a lot of our sports the student athletes are the best fundraiser that we have because there's people that want to support them and they'll they'll support them in their sport and that 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 enhances what we do for our for our sports and uh, through that through things like that you know we're <coughs> we haven't <coughs> we haven't officially announced this anywhere but we're actually going to de- demolish the, the the grandstands at Rab Rogers Field, 
and we'll build and we'll build um, um, you know some new um, seating believe it or not yeah and uh, that those 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 stands were there when I got here in 1975. <laughs> we just put a brick wall up around them. Right. So we're and, and parents have been involved there. Parents and, and people that are interested in those baseball players. And so we're able to we're able to do that. And so if people want to support, there's a place that they can support. You know, small gifts, medium gifts, large gifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they can contact that coach, they can contact me, they can contact the development office, mm-hmm. whatever. If there's an interest, they can earmark for a certain thing, and so, and we have a lot of that that's already in existence, and we really, really appreciate all of our donors. As we get into the beginning of the fall sports season, the preseason polls come out, and uh, all of the excitement around, <clears throat> excuse me, the beginning of sports, soccer, and uh, both men's and women's soccer and volleyball will be in action. The weekend of the the first weekend after classes start 25th mm-hmm. through the 27th mm-hmm. the first uh football game is on the road at oklahoma baptist on the first and the first home game uh september 10th um always an exciting time and what are some of the things that you look forward to the most about the actual seasons and 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 once things get started uh, um here really shortly <laughs> you know chris they are and they do get started really quickly and and soccer and volleyball are actually here a week earlier than normal and uh, you know they so so they do they start they actually start a week before football starts mm-hmm. and um, so you know they're 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 hard at it and it's 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 again I, I try to get by a practice every day if I can for all of the teams that are here and uh, watch a little bit but uh, those those are the kind of the, those you know and again that that you know, we start the the school year, and all of a sudden we're in competition, and I think that's great right. for our teams. Right. I think you know their their peers and their their classmates and their friends can come and watch them, but our all of our stakeholders can follow online and with um, you know with with our athletic websites, with Facebook, with uh, with Washita Sports Digital Network, and all of the, the things that that you're doing with that, and and man, our 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 parents, our stakeholders, and anybody around the world. Can follow Washita Athletics. So, you know, speaking of zero to a hundred, right. that's probably zero to five hundred. <laughs> and uh, I think you probably feel some of that. Yeah. And uh, but uh, it's it's just it's just it gives our it gives all of our teams, all of our our uh, gives our whole department and our school, you know, instant instant recognizability out there. And so it's good to see. As we uh, get ready to wrap up, I appreciate your, your time. Uh, you've been here. We mentioned the, the 24 years in this position. Uh, our next guest on that we'll have on this uh, portion of our podcast, we're actually going to have an interview with Rex Nelson and <laughs> Jeff Root uh, together. Um, it might break the record for the longest podcast interview ever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, those two have have been in the booth for Washita football games uh, uh, for years, you know, obviously Rex has not missed a game, I believe, since it was 1998 when he was uh, uh, working a campaign and talking to him about that. But what does it mean having someone like uh, uh, Rex and Jeff? But uh, Jeff obviously works on campus, but Rex in a position where he is being an ambassador for the university and particularly for Washington football. There's none better, Chris. There's none better than the duel, and and then individually, there there are none better. They're both they're both really good friends of mine, and uh, of course my my relationship with with Rex goes so far back, and then of course 
you know his dad and my dad and and uh so uh, but there's there's none better at what they do and uh if i'm i'm not i don't think i'm wrong but I'm, i could be mistaken this may be rex's 37th year um somewhere I, in it's there either 36 yeah. or 37 yeah. i know where i know i'm pretty sure of that but uh if, if i say it wrong i know he'll let me know oh yeah but um but anyway but there there's none better and he and and, and i've said this i'm on record with this we have the best division two um broadcast that there is out there the the effort and energy that that rex puts into that and coordinates gets our sponsors but then to to do the the uh um pre-game show for an hour uh the post-game show for at least an hour <laughs> depending on depending what game on it the is. victory yeah yeah and uh and then of course the broadcast itself there there's none like it and and, and i'm fortunate to get to work with them sometimes you know on the road and and, and always and just really uh honored to be able to do that and, and love doing it but uh um yeah there there's none better than those two guys at what they do and uh, i'm appreciative for it and they're they're going to go a lot more years they they're are going to go a lot more years well coach appreciate you taking time out of uh probably one of the of course i don't know if you can rank busiest parts of the school year because once it gets here it's a zero, zero to 100 as yeah, you mentioned until yeah, may but i uh, appreciate you taking time out as things it. get cranking and uh, uh best of luck on yeah. the 2022-23 school year still weird thanks. to say yeah thanks thank you chris and thank you for all you do for washington and for washington athletics yeah.